0: You're listening to the Packer Net Podcast Network. Actually, it's the it's the lead play on our in our offense. He's come with tackle, he's take the defensive end he's over the attack, you drive down the first man who is inside. He's pull back and come in, take the first man outside got to the offense. No one shows you. Go right by this and feel this side. Right. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, that's comes inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, we'll be trying to get him a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access Chalk Talk Edition. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. We're going to take today and just break down the tape from the Raiders game. And um, this was kind of spur of the moment. I finally got the video complete as far as uh, everything uploaded into the Telestrator. So I thought, you know what, let's knock it out. Not worried about a live crowd. I'm sure everyone's still uh, trying to get home from work and all that good stuff, but we just want to kind of break the tape down. You guys can go back and watch it at a later date, and of course, this will be in audio form as well. Hopefully, we can um, explain everything in a manner where, in audio form, you'll uh, you'll be able to kind of tell what was going on in the game. And really, that's the whole purpose of this, guys, is to uh, is to lay out what happened and why it happened, right? You know, there's so many times we get these hot takes, especially during the game, even immediately after the game. We've been as guilty as anyone on our post-game show. You go back, you watch the tape, and you realize things didn't quite go Um, maybe as you thought they did in real time, right? So let's just jump right into it. This is going to be a long episode. I'm going to try to hammer through it as quick as possible. Let's see what we can do. So we'll go ahead and pull the Telestrator up. I like to do everything in chronological order, right? I like to show um, the timestamp. I use the TV copy most of the time. You'll see some all 22 sprinkled in, but I want you to know when these plays happen. There's nothing to me that's more frustrating than watching someone break down tape and not knowing, well, When did this play actually happen? Was it just a a useless first and 10 play? Was this in a crucial moment in the game? Um, What was the score at the time? That's why I like to use the TV copy and lean on it a little bit and then utilize the all 22 when it's necessary. So let's jump right into it here. First play that I wanted to show was uh, first quarter, 11-14 left. Okay, this is a second and four play. This really uh, illustrates what I was frustrated about. Or with when it comes to Matt Lafleur's offense, how uh, you know last year we talked about how Aaron kept talking about we need to simplify things, and 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 this is what he was talking about in my opinion. Um, you're you're trying to do too much. You're asking your team to do too much here. Um, you know you notice we got the running game going a little bit in this game, right? As a matter of fact, I didn't show the plays before this, but we came out of the gate and we ran the ball like three or four straight times, and if you'll notice, they were mostly inside zone runs, and you're you're basically asking the guys to just your, your normal mid-zone blocking scheme, right? And you're moving the ball down the field, right? You're progressively working your way down the field. You're moving the chains. You're picking up chunks of positive yardage because you're keeping things simple. Then for whatever reason we get into a second and four situation here, and we're going to go ahead and make everything complicated. All right, let's call the play out here. We got a thirteen pistol. You guys heard me talk to Baz about this over at Bacereski Productions. Appreciate the feedback everybody's gave me, man. It was a blast going on and talking with him. It was a, an absolute honor he invited me on. But these are the things we were talking about. You're, in my opinion, your best personnel when it comes to this Green Bay Packers roster, which is what you should be shooting for. You should be shooting to get your best players on the freaking field, right? Um, I, I don't think anyone. If you were to ask anyone about this Packers offense and say, what's the sh- what's the strengths and what are the weaknesses? I guarantee you people, the major- large majority of people would say the weakness is tied in, right? Well, look at what we come out in here. A 13 pistol, okay? What does that mean? That's one running back, right? And you've got three tied ends. You've got one, two, three tied ends, okay? So you're going to a 13 set. The only wide receiver on the field is Christian Watson. So immediately you're not putting your best 11 out there, Right? Now, here comes the fun part. We talk about how we're we're making things way too complicated, right? This is a strong left, meaning the strong side of the formation is obviously the left side with your two tight ends. You had Deguara on the right, but he's actually going to motion over. And this is going to be H motion, power G left, okay? What does that mean? It's going to be a power run to the left, to the strong side, and you're going to have a guard pull. So you're going to have John Runyon pull, all right? But first things first, Deguara is going to track over, right? And then he's going to kick out here and try to block this guy, okay, this defender here, all right? And then you're going to have the guard pull around, and he's looking to get over here to the next level, right? You're trying to gain a hat here, okay? And you're going, like I said, power G left, and the reason we insert G is because the pulling offensive lineman is a guard. Sometimes you'll hear GT power. That means there's a guard and a tackle pulling from the weak side to the strong side on a run, okay? So this is power G left. Now, again, look at all this motion. you got H motion you got the guard trying to pull. Now, here's the key to this play right here. You're asking, in order to make all this work, right, you're asking rookie tight end Luke Musgrave. Again, we went 13 personnel, right? If you were to say, uh, you know, if I were to ask you, hey, what is Luke Musgrave's strength? I guarantee you wouldn't say blocking. If I were to ask you what's his weakness, you would probably say blocking, right? He's an athletic tight end. He's raw. He's got just burst. He's got speed, all that stuff that you want in a receiving tight end. But, guys, he is—he was not a great blocker in college. He's darn sure not going to be a great blocker at the NFL level, especially in his rookie year. Okay, well, you know, he should be able to block somebody. Okay, let me ask you this. Should he be able to block Max Crosby? <laughs> all pro Max Crosby? Defensive player of the year candidate, Max Crosby, absolutely not. So you're going to ask Tucker or you're going to ask uh, Luke Musgrave to block our boy Max Crosby here. And this is where the play goes sour right off the bat. Again, keep in mind, we're moving the chains running inside zone. It may be a li- there may be a little bit uh, of, of duo mixed in there. I didn't feel like it was necessary to add those plays in because, again, it was just very simple, straightforward, uh, stay a hat up and, and keep moving the ball down the field three, four yards at a time, right? But watch this right here. I really want you to key in on Luke Musgrave right here versus Max Crosby. First of all, look at Max Crosby already moving. You know why he's moving? This is exactly what Mike Wall talked about. You're bringing this guy over. You're tipping him off. You're already tipping him off on the play. Watch Max. Look at that jump he gets. Luke Musgrave never had a shot. Now look where Max Crosby is. Now, you remember the pulling guard? Like I said, is going to get out here and block this DB. But look at the guard. The guard isn't even going to be able to get to his spot. You're asking the offensive lineman to do stuff they're not capable of doing, right? Like with John Runyon, he's a great pass blocker. He is, I would say he's a below average run blocker, especially in the power game, right? So that gets completely cut off. Luke Musgrave beat right off the bat. Look, Runyon gets hit in the backfield. Now I want you to, let me ask you guys something. Where in the world is A.J. Dillon supposed to run? You could could go completely off script and try to hit here, right? But again, this guy right here has got eyes on him. Like The play is completely blown up because you asked a rookie tied in to block an all-pro edge defender. Therefore, we're going to cut off the pulling guard and blow the play completely up on a second and four. As you can see, nowhere to go. AJ runs into John Runyon. This is the other thing, too. You're not going to convince me that this is the offensive lineman's fault. When they get hit, turned around, and they're actually facing the running back. You ask the offensive line to do something they're not capable of doing. All right? So, again, and look at kudos to A.J. Dillon, still gaining a freaking yard. I don't know how he gained it but I believe he gained a yard. If anything, he got back to the line of scrimmage. So here's the next play. It's a third and three, so he did gain a yard. But again, you that should that could have been an inside zone. You could have had a plus one hat count and got a first down on second down and completely avoided third down, right? It just, uh, that's what I mean by uh, they need to simplify things. And I'm pretty sure that's what Rodgers meant last year as well. So, all right, next play, third and three, 10-35 left in the first quarter. We come out in 11-gun nasty doubles on strong left stick, it's supposed to be stick, and I put that in parentheses for a reason, dagger T-swing. All right, let's talk about what all that means. Obviously, 11-gun, you got one running back, one tight end, strong left, the tight end's on the left side of the field. What does nasty mean? 11-gun nasty, all right? Nasty is a split. It's a wide receiver split. You've got Baylor splits, and you've got uh nasty splits, okay? Baylor splits. Back in the day, they would line those receivers up over here. I mean, all the way up on the sideline, right? And they wanted to utilize every inch on the field. That's what you refer to as a Baylor split, okay? It may be called something else from people that you listen to as far as, you know, football breakdowns. That's totally cool. That's what I've heard it called. That's what Coach Haddad's called it. Um, the people that that I kind of get my film study from, and I don't want to say my tutoring from, but the people that I study their film, right? Um, so a nasty split. See your numbers on the field, right? A nasty split is real simple. The receivers are lined up on the inside of the the numbers. That's called a nasty split. What it typically allows you to do is chip down in here. If you're going to run the ball and block some of these edges, just get a quick chip on your way out. You've seen Alan Lazard do that. You've seen Bob Tunyon do that when they were running Y-flex. That's what a nasty split is, okay? So uh, 11-gun nasty doubles on strong left stick and it's supposed to be stick let's talk about what stick is okay stick is a concept where you're going to have a curl underneath okay and then you're going to have an out right here okay that's your stick concept all right then you're going to have dagger dagger on the on the right side is going to be he's going to work himself up the field in a vertical route okay and he's going to kind of do a a skinny post and then underneath it you're going to run an in-breaking route. Now, this could have been an option route because it kind of looks like Romeo Dobbs is reading the defense and he almost bends it into a cross, but essentially it's the same thing when you're talking about a dagger concept, okay? And then T-swing, of course, is just a swing pass out into the flat, all right? What I want you to key in on, though, keep in mind, this was supposed to be, and we know this because Matt LaFleur talked about it, this was supposed to be a stick, Concept. This is a cover two beater. You know, in the West Coast offense, you've got three types of reads that you can have on a play. Okay. You've got pure progression, which is real simple. You go, let me explain this real quick, and we got to go fast. But in a pure progression read, you may go number one read, number two read, number three read, check down. That's a that's a pure progression progression. Okay. Then you've got progression with an option, which is typically out of a three by set. So if you had a bunch set, let's pretend there's another wide receiver here. You would work the bunch side and then you would have, uh, you would work your way to it. You would have an option on the bunch side and you work your way backside. Okay. That's what they call progression with an option. Okay. So you would work the progression within the route concept of the three by and work your way to the backside and have a check down as well. Then you have pick a side. This is pick a side. So essentially what happens with pick a side, you divide the field in half, right? On one side of the field, you'll have a two-high beater. On the other side of the field, you'll have a one-high beater, basically meaning if they go to a one-high safety, if if this guy shifts to the middle of the field, this guy rotates down. Then one side of the field, a route combination will be designed to beat that side. You can kind of see right now, you've got Jordan already eyeing that. See where he's looking? He's looking over here. He's he's kind of taking everything in. Okay, are they going to rotate? You got to keep your eyes on the safety post snap. That's why I don't like blind pay, play action. It doesn't apply on this this play, but it just it makes things really really hard to read. So they run a lot of cover two and a lot of Tampa two is what I notice the Raiders running against the Packers. Okay, so in Tampa two, let's just focus on cover two. Let's keep it real simple. In a cover two defense, it's a zone defense. This guy's got deep half of the field. Okay. This guy is going to play either a mid-hook or he's going to attack the flats, but he is underneath. So the soft spot is typically right here, okay? That's what I call the bunker. Anytime you're playing against a cover two, I call it the bunker in the base. If these safeties do split and he goes half, and this safety back here who's off screen, let's say he's playing half, this is what I refer to as the base, okay? Now, if these guys play in shallow, and they're playing kind of that short to flat zone, right? And let's say he stops right here. This is what I refer to as the bunker. I heard it called that years ago, and it stuck with me. Other people may call it something else. You know, they call that a hole shot when you're going in over the corner underneath the safety on the sideline. But nonetheless, what this this, uh, stick route combination is supposed to do, this passing concept, is to attack that cover two. You run your sit, right, and then you run your out. When you bend this up, what typically happens is this safety has to respect the deep route. So he's going to start to drop back. That's going to make this open right here. Okay, this guy right here, he's if he fades back and covers the out, then, you know, you've got your sit right now. If this guy comes in and covers the sit, you know, you've got your out. Okay, so that's what we talk about by pick a side. And how you can have a cover two beater, a cover three beater, uh, you can have a a cover one man, you can have a cover two man beater, all those things. And then, of course, you still got your check down with the T swing right here. OK, so I want you to watch this as we roll it forward. Watch what Luke Musgrave does. Keep in mind, he's supposed to run a sit route, right? A little curl. Watch what he does. Ball snapped. He goes straight to the flat. So why is that a problem? And I heard people saying this, and and, and I, I'm, I'm going to try to explain it as best I can. When you're playing quarterback, right, and you're expecting Luke Musgrave to sit down in the middle, okay, and then you've got an out route over the top of it, you, as soon as you see Musgrave is not running the right route, you're off of him. You're moving on through your progression. Okay, he already screwed the pooch. i got to keep it moving or else this is going to be a bust to play because you've got two receivers working the same zone. Right? Work in the same area. You never want to have two receivers in the same area on any route combination, right? Unless it's going to be some kind of lead swing or something like that. So as soon as he sees that, look at him. He immediately goes on. You see Jordan? Watch watch Jordan's eyes. He looks left. He goes, Well, crap, Luke. And people were going, Well, just throw it to Luke. I know he ran the wrong route. Throw it to Luke. You can't do that. You're just, you're begging, you're begging for trouble if you approach it that way. Jordan does the right thing here and moves on, right? So he moves on to the next read. Now, where he messes up is when you go off of that first read, again, let's talk about what the reads are. Ball snapped. His first read was going to be right here. He probably noticed this guy dropping. So now he's going to look at our boy right here. So if he runs the sit, then he's going to go sit to out, sit to out. And if it's not there, which it kind of looked like they were going to play it somewhat decent, although if... If Musgrave does run the sit and then works to the outside shoulder a little bit, you're still leaving enough space for that route combination to work. Immediately, his eyes now are going to go, okay, wrong wrong route, two receivers, same area, let me work back to the middle. What he didn't do was work to this side of the field or to the swing. Okay, and You guys have heard me talk about this and criticize Jordan, not dumping it to the swing. Look at the swing right now, guys, right now. And, and what bothers me is look at Luke Musgrave. He's like, throw me the ball, I'm open. Bro, you ran the wrong route. And we know that because Matt LaFleur ate his lunch on national television. But, again, this is on Jordan. Once, once he sees that that screw up right there, okay, you look in the middle, it's not there. Get the ball to the flat, man. Right? You dump that in the flat, you're picking up a first down on third and three. Look at all that space. Right? And, again, here's the other pro- problem, too. A lot of mistakes on this one play. Look at the middle of the field. Pause it. Look at Romeo Dobbs. Look – how open Romeo Dobbs is right there. So, yes, there was a mental mistake on the original route, right on the on the, the the stick combination on the left side. Okay, there's there's a mental mistake there, but then Jordan has two open receivers, one in the check down to the swing, like I said, over the middle to Romeo Dobbs right here, and he chooses instead to throw into triple coverage. Guys, that's that's not a that's not a good look for Jordan Love either. So I heard people immediately making excuses for him, say "Well, it was a it was it was a busted route combination." Very true, but at the same time, two wrongs don't make a right. He made the right decision moving on, and then completely missed two open receivers because he wants to chuck the ball down the field. We got to start taking checkdowns. You've got to start taking checkdowns. I'm not ta- talking about design checkdowns where it's a, a screen pass. You know, people got frustrated with that just like I did. Um, but essentially, I don't know. That's just that's that's the way I see that play personally. All right, let's move along here. Uh, now we're on defense, okay? So third and six. So keep in mind, all of that happened, right? The defense gets the Raiders with 719 left in the first quarter into a third and six situation. We come out in a nickel 245. We got a 9-4-I-4-9. Four, four, let's talk about what that means. Wide nine in Preston Smith. You got a 4-I right here. Then you've got your four technique right over the guard. And then you've got another nine on the opposite side, which is Rashawn Gary. We're running cover two catch man here. Okay. What's cover two catch man? Safety deep, covering half the field. There's another safety back there that's going to spin down just a touch, but he's still covering deep half. So the deep half is covered, and everyone else is in man coverage. Okay. Man coverage, man coverage, all the way across the board. Sometimes this turns into what we call a green dog blitz. If the running back stays in and you're in man coverage, might as well blitz the quarterback and again, catch man. Okay. So you're playing cover two catch man. I want you to really key in right here. On our boy, I believe it's uh, – this actually might be the Kenny Clark uh, sack, I believe. I don't have it listed here. Let's watch it unfold here. Cover two man. Balls, ball's snap. Look at Garoppolo. Oh, crap. Here comes Kenny. Beautiful job beating the guard. Great sack. Defense stood tall after a horrible offensive possession, and they come out and force the punt. Okay, so the defense started strong. They ended strong. Watch Kenny right here as he's in this 4 eye. okay? And the reason it's 4-I – If you're directly over the tackle, it would be a four-tech. Notice how he's on the inside shoulder. That's called a four-eye. If Kenny was over a little bit more, that would be a three, okay? If he was over a little bit more, over top of the guard, that would be a two, two two-eye, one, and then zero, okay? That's how your defensive line techs lay out. But watch watch Kenny Ray. And this is what's so important about the wide nines. got this wide nine out here. You would think the tackle was blocking Kenny, right? No, he's got a fan out and block Preston Smith. So that puts Kenny one-on-one with really a half a gap of momentum to take this guard straight to the quarterback, okay? And Kenny, like I said, guys, he is as good a pass rusher of an interior off uh, defensive line that there is in the National Football League. Right here you can see bull rush, bull rush, bull rush. Pulls the arms down. Garoppolo has nowhere to go with the football because you're in two-man under, Right. Beautiful, beautiful play call there by Joe Barry. Great execution. Not so much here on this next play. So still zero to zero. Only four minutes left in the first quarter. First and 10 play. We shift in in this formation. The TV copy didn't have the exact uh, uh, starting point. We may have it on all 22. We'll check in a second, but I'll still be able to explain it to you. We're in a 12-gun doubles, Z-shift-a-pony, T-lead, Z-sweep, okay? Remember what we talked about earlier. We were running the ball inside zone. It was We were running it very effective. It was kind of boring, but we were getting three, four yards a pop, moving the chains. It was, okay, you're starting to impose your will on this defense a little bit. These offensive linemen finally got some run calls where they can bully the defense a little bit and fire off the ball. And let me tell you, that's what offensive linemen want to do. They want the opportunity to be the bully for once. Right. So many times people are on their heels as far as offensive linemen because you're having to pull, you're having to play pass pro, you're having to uh, protect with the understanding that it might be an RPO, all of those things. Right. Um, When you get the fire off the ball, it's a whole different mindset. If you don't believe me, ask Mike Wall right? Offensive linemen love that stuff. So the reason it's a Z shift the pony, he was out here in the Z, he being Christian Watson, and he shifts to the pony package. Now, some would say it's not two running backs, so it's not pony. I still refer to double sidecar as pony when you're when you're basically handing the ball off to uh, that receiver who now becomes essentially a running back, right? So 12-gun doubles, Z shift the pony, T lead, Z sweep. The T is A.J. Dillon. He's going to be the lead blocker out here, right? And then you've got a sweep play. OK, where you're going to hand the ball off to Christian Watson and he's going to try to take the edge. Here's the problem. When you get all these guys that are trying to pull right and get out here on the perimeter, there's one key block that has to happen. You have to take care of this right edge. OK, you've got to take care of him left from the offense's perspective. And I want you to look whose assignment it is to block him. He's looking at him right now. and He's probably thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Dontavian Wicks, rookie wide receiver, whatever he weighs, 190 pounds with you know, soaking wet with two big sand rocks in his back pocket, right? He's supposed to block down on this defensive end. Guys, explain to me how that is an advantage. You're trying to get too freaking cute with the running game. We just seen inside zone and duo work, right? Before, you know, we, we picked up these plays in Chalk Talk. Now I want you to watch Dontavian Wicks on this play right here. Look at this. Not a chance. Not a chance. That, that, He's already beat, and you're not even a split second into the play, right? Look at Max Crosby coming uncovered too, but that's okay. It's not on the run side, right? But look at this guy right here. So he's gonna cut it completely off and he's gonna force Christian Watson to have to go around, right? So when you look at when we take it back, look at the offensive lineman, why why was the defensive end not blocked? Because 63's assignment, his blocking assignment, Rasheed Walker, is to ignore him and get out here, and Dontavian Wicks is gonna crack down on the defensive end. Guys, that, that's just set up for freaking failure. So there you see you got Deguara, you got Yash. All that looks pretty out here, right? If you if you just erased everything off of this side, you would think, oh, look at all this ground to run, right? The problem is these guys are, are, are pursuing. Look, look at this. Play's cut off. Christian has to take it to a whole other level, right? Tries to get ahead of steam. Not a chance for this play to work. And here's the look I want you guys to see. Look at this look. Look at Tom, right, and Tom didn't do anything wrong. It was opposite side of him, so, you know, he didn't really have that much of an assignment as far as the play side. But look, Elton Jenkins looking backwards at the ball carrier, right? Backwards at the ball carrier, backwards at the ball carrier, and poor Christian Watson got absolutely annihilated. Guys, I'm telling you, they're asking him to do too much. They're trying to get too cute on this sweet play. No reason to do it. Here's another look. Again, look at Tay Wicks. Not a chance. Not a chance. I mean, he's, not only is he having to try to block a defensive end, but he's also having to avoid Rashid Walker while while doing it. Look at that. Just absolutely set up for failure. Not a chance for Christian Watson. And, and in my opinion, the reason being, you, you haven't seen the jet sweeps work out of the gun very much. They typically work from under center. And for whatever reason, we want to get cute and shift to the pony package with Christian Watson. I just – I do not understand it. You can tell that play is probably designed for Aaron Jones. So, it's thinking, okay, we need someone speed, someone shifty. Let's put him in that spot. It doesn't matter who – you could have put I, – I don't know. You could have put anybody. You could have put Paul in there, and there's no way he's cutting the corner on that play, not with that blocking scheme. All right, so now the score, we're up three to nothing. Okay, we're actually leaving. Only 15 seconds left in the first quarter. A third and five play here, we come out in a nickel two, four, five. The front is a nine, two, two, nine, okay? So you get your nine tech, two tech, two tech, nine tech, all right? And you're going to be playing cover one robber. Again, everybody thinks we just play two on the shelf quarters coverage. That is not the case. And cover one robber, what you're going to have is a safety come down and play robber. Another safety drop deep. I may have them reversed. I can't remember which one drops, which one covers deep. But that's what you call cover one, Robert. You're going to be playing mirror match, press man. What does that mean? You're on the line showing press, but you're not going – you may initiate a little bit of contact, but you're not looking to jam them at the line and hold them out of their break, right? You're just looking to get in their hip pocket and mirror every move. So as the ball is snapped, watch the safeties. Watch the safeties two on the shelf. There comes the Robert Savage,
2: okay? Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only? Exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now... About seeing what you could potentially get. Right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arena pack packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. Ten percent off a four hundred dollar slab pack. That's forty bucks right there. Anyways, that's arena club.com slash packdaddy for ten percent off your first purchase.
0: Have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why?
2: And you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything. No, nah, everything's peachy.
0: Maybe you've sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving. Well, we're outside here. They're saying the ramp is closed. They won't let us park because of the uh, air force walk. Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast. Cybersecurity declaring an emergency. There's
1: smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31 left.
0: We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: Robert Spins. Now you're seeing a little bit of that mirror match press, man. They got hands on him, but mainly you're in the hip pocket. Beautiful job by Devontae Wyatt beating his guy. Preston Smith cleans it up. Rashawn Gary's there in case he does try to get out of it. Okay, I want to show that one more time because we got to give credit where credit's due. Devontae Wyatt is a madman against the pass. But, again, the run defense is not there right now. So key in right here on Devontae Wyatt. He's the one who's going to disrupt this whole play. Ball snapped. You see him engage, engage. Little mini rip move there. Garoppolo had nowhere to go. Great job by Preston Smith. Great motor by Gary. Good job cleaning it up right there. All right, so you get you a huge stop there, right? And, obviously, on third and five, that's going to force a punt. So now the Green Bay offense has the ball back at their own, what, 22-yard line. You're up three to nothing. Guys, this is a first and 10 play. This is where the game plan goes off the rails, in my opinion. First and 10, stay ahead of the sticks, run the football, take the check downs, and just move the ball down the field. You do not want to put yourself in a negative spot on this side of the field. Not in a game where you can already tell you're in the second quarter, you're only up three to nothing. It's going to be a low-scoring game right? They come out in a 12-gun doubles. Once again, not 11. We're back in 12 once again, okay? Um, Actually, this may have been a 21. I think it is a 21. I'm not sure, Um, but nonetheless, you're you're triggering their base, and you're out of your 11. It makes no sense to me. You're going strong left off, T-same, H-shift to pony. So this is a 21 set. I forgot to change it. H-shift to pony. For whatever reason, we're obsessed with this pony package. So I'm, I'm calling Patrick Taylor the H- He's going to come down here and shift into the double sidecar pony, all right? And we're going to be running split flow. <sighs> I'm so tired of seeing split flow out of the gun. Split flow, in my opinion, works when you're under center and your running back has a head of steam. But when the running back has to start, stop, take the hand off, and start again, and you've got a split flow play, which basically means you've got a sift block, the tight end is going to sift over, right? You're trying to gain a hat, but this play makes no sense to me. Let's watch it roll. You're going to see the shift to the pony package right here. Okay, here comes Patrick Taylor. Didn't fool anybody. Look at Max Crosby. Why is Max Crosby coming unblocked? Because you've got a sift block. You let him go and you try to gain a hat out here. The problem is you already had the hat count on the left side. If you didn't sift, you block straight up, and you let Tom just kind of seal that edge and take Max out of the play, I think this is probably at least a, a two- to four-yard game. But watch what happens. The Sith never hits home with Tucker Kraft. I don't know. He's trying to elbow him in the hip. Horrible. But at the same time, there's no way he could have blocked him without hitting Patrick Taylor. Nowhere to go. Max Crosby blows it up. This is one of the plays that really, really irked Mike Wall as well. Let's see if we can get a box cam for it. Here you go. So, again, I, I want just play devil's advocate for a minute. Play along here with me. We know now, hindsight being 2020, the ball is going to Patrick Taylor, right? So, he's going to get an inside zone run, essentially, okay? So, let's forget about the sift here for a minute, and let's just play straight up. Let's say you're going to block outright, right? You see this DB's Belling already, right? He's going to cover his guy. So, let's say you just called inside zone here, okay, mid zone. Tucker Kraft blocks out here, right? You got Elton right here. You could probably do a, a double team, and then let Myers get to the next level and seal here, And you got Emmanuel Wilson as a lead blocker here. Look at Rasheed Walker. Do you see what I'm talking about with hat count? Everything is set up beautifully. But instead, what do we do? We pull the sift over. Now look at the hat count as the tape rolls. Now you're screwed. Let's say that Max Crosby doesn't, doesn't make that play right there, okay? Let's pretend that for a minute. First of all, here's the other thing, too. Like Mike Wall said, you had this guy lined up over the the uh the rear end of the tackle. There's no way they're gonna make that pitch to him, right? But look at this. Hat here, right? Already blocking, already blocking. This guy's taking himself completely out of the play. Again, forget that Max Crosby even exists right now. Okay. That you're asking a receiver to get over here and block, right? You're already down on the hat count. It makes no sense. To add that sift into a pony package, uh, uh, an inside zone out of the gun. I'm sorry, you want to do it under center. I get it, but man, oh, it was so it was so bad to watch. So again, you're getting too cute with the running game, and what happens? You end up having a punt again. So here you're giving Vegas another opportunity. This is second quarter, 10-0-3. We come out in a nickel two four five, uh, flat. What I call a flat six, ad mug cover three mock fire. Okay. So, again, nickel two, four, five, your two-down linemen. you got to really dig here. There's your two-down lineman, okay? You've got four linebackers, one, two. You got Gary and Preston. They've been showing a lot of that this year, putting them both on the same side, right? So there's your two, four, five, okay? Now let's talk about what AD mug means. You're mugging the A gap with this backer. You're mugging the D gap with Quay Walker, okay? And it's going to be a mock fire. So Quay is not blitzing. He's just going to do a little fire zone and plan on dropping out, okay? But, again, with uh, the AD mug, and you're going to fire the Mott. It could have been a Green Dog Blitz. Doesn't matter. They're still bringing them Now, they're going to run a screen pass here, so they're going to play action screen. Look at where this thing gets cut off right here. Look at all these bodies out here. And, again, I kind of put this on Barry. This is, you know, you don't draw up a play to play the screen. The way you play the screen is your defensive line, your your pass rushers have got to recognize it's a screen pass. Try to get back, get your hands up, disrupt the screen pass itself, and then you need these guys on the play side to make the tackle, right? But watch this right here. You see McDuffie washes out, actually washes out our boy Kenny Clark. I'm going to roll it for just a second. Look at McDuffie in that A-gap. Look how he pins, pins Kenny Clark right there. I believe that's Kenny. Yeah, that's Kenny. So, look, everybody is out of the screen. But, again, you've got to put this on the players. Rashawn Gary has got to recognize right here. You've got to peek. Preston Smith's got to peek and see that running back and go, oh, oh crap. That's a screen, right? And you, your your key is going to be reading the offensive line. Kenny is way out of position there, right, considering he wasn't even disrupting the pass. And then right here is the part that hurts, too. So, Kenny then chases it down. you got to give him credit for chasing it. But look at Kenny. Kenny's the reason this guy gets rolled over and gets the first down. He pulls him by the shoulder pad, you see that? And that gives him enough momentum to roll over. Not that they wouldn't go for it anyway, but again, it's just like, man, everything that could go wrong on that play went freaking wrong. Okay? So now you're inside the red zone, right? This play got a lot of a lot of scrutiny and many people don't even know what the play call was. I'll tell you what it was. You're in a 34 jam, okay? Now, you guys remember last week last week we criticized Joe Barry for running nickel inside the 10. You guys remember that? What in the world do we have nickel? a nickel defense in? We're matching personnel, right? Well, in this case, guess what you've got? You've got your 34 base. So guess what people are going to complain about now? The fact that Lucas Van Ness has got to be in coverage. Like You can't have it both ways. If you want a heavier set to stop the run, then you're going to put yourself in vulnerable positions like this. Now, immediately, people, it's the its the—the the argument everybody likes to use. All Joe Barry does is play off the ball. Look at these safeties. Why would these safeties be playing this far off the line of scrimmage, right? Let me explain to you what the play is. It's a will drop. It's a cover three will drop. So let's describe this real quick, okay? This guy right here has deep third, okay? Deep third, deep third, right? Lucas Van Ness. It's supposed to be a will drop will or mic drop bang. There's your cover three defense. This guy's actually going to come down and help over the middle too. So if anything, in my opinion, the problem with this play is you'll see Lucas Van Ness tries to show that he's blitzing and then drop back. It's almost like he's trying to bait him, but he has no spatial awareness guys. He's a rookie edge defender who had, I mean, zero experience dropping into zone coverage in college. Right? So, You've got to know, McDuffie has got to know, you've got this safety here. You've got to cheat in this direction. Van Ness has got to know he's got to cheat here. You've got to have awareness that look who's in the slot there with Jacoby Myers. But to just sit here and somehow pretend that Rudy Ford should completely abandon his zone and just cover this guy and get up here on the line, if you do that, guess what? Deep here, deep here, and this middle is wide freaking open. Okay? Okay. You, it isn't Madden where you can just user control the guy and then drop into coverage yourself and, you know, oh, let me just take him and snug this up, guys. It, it, it happens so fast. They're in a base set and they emptied out the, uh, the backfield and that immediately puts you at a disadvantage. You've got two options here. You either run the play that's called and just hold on for dear life or you call a timeout. So unless Matt LaFleur is going to start recognizing this and calling a timeout, we need to stop blaming Joe Barry. Either that or give Joe Barry the opportunity – up in the box to say, Matt, we need a timeout here. Bad look. Right? Nonetheless, though, I want you to key in on Lucas Van Ness. You can kind of see where his eye, his eyes, too, or he's kind of peeking out the corner of his eye right here. Right? If he just drops, imagine that Van Ness just drops into coverage here. Okay? I want you to just play along. He gets too committed there and then drops back. There's your window to throw. That is 100% on Lucas Van Ness, in my opinion. So, That's how you get the momentum to catch that slant, the space. Rudy does the best he can. Played schematically sound. That's on the rookie, Van Ness. And and I want you to look right here, too. Notice Rasul. Notice Rasul up top, okay? He's your DB up top. Watch his reaction. He knows what's going on. Right here, watch him. He sees the slant. Look at where Van Ness is. Completely abandons his zone. Now watch Rasul. What are you doing, bro? That's your zone. So, again, blown coverage in my opinion. You can hate Barry for having Rudy Ford on the goal line. I don't. I understand it's a cover three um, with a will drop. And, again, it's on the rookie Van Ness. All right. So now we're down seven to three. There's four minutes and nine seconds left in the second quarter. I'm going to try to speed it up. This is going way too long. We'll see what we can do. So we got 11 gun doubles, nasty split. Remember what we said about nasty? Notice how they're all inside the numbers, right, or even with the numbers, or at least on the inside half of the numbers. Strong right, T left, play action, Y sift, max protect, bubble dig, Z climb. Okay, bubble dig, Z climb. So let's see if we can break this out for you. We're going to run a play action uh, pass, right? you got Y sift, max protect. So the Y is going to sift over. Okay, there's your Y tied in. He's gonna sift over and block. Okay, you're gonna be running a play action uh fake to the running back, and you're going max protect, which basically means the running back is gonna fake, he's gonna block, right? You got the tight end blocking, so you got max protect. Uh, in, in, out of a, a three wide receiver set, if you will. Some people wouldn't refer to that max protect. Typically a max protect, you've got two receivers going out. I like to call it max protect when you got three wide receivers, but the tight end and the running back both stay in the block, even though it is a play action pass. So you've got bubble dig, okay? Bubble dig, which is basically going to be a bubble screen or a bubble route, I should say, not a screen. He's going to run a little bubble route here. And then you got the dig, okay? And then you got... Z climb which is some people will call a Z cross when there's a an optional aspect I like to refer to it a choice aspect as climb it's you know get open basically but watch what happens here this is where Jordan I think this was kind of an RPO call to a certain extent you can kind of tell that by the way this bubble is set up here but it could have just been play action with the bubble the bubble dig combo okay let's watch it reading the defense Ball is snapped. I want you to watch Jordan here. He's going to ride this play action out. His eyes right now, guys. His his eyes should be right here. Okay. And he's trying to work to this dig that's going to come over right here. Okay. He he immediately looks here and then turns his attention here. He he completely forgets about the inside linebacker, the Mike linebacker. Okay. So you'll notice that on the next next side, but I want you to key in here. When he looks here. If he keeps his eyes on this middle linebacker and realizes they got two in coverage, go go right there with the ball, go straight to the bubble. Aaron Rodgers did it. He made a living. He won two MVPs doing this. I don't know. People like to call him Dink and Dunk, and he's throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. There's a reason that a four-time MVP is taking those checkdowns. Look how open that bubble is, right? You got you got exactly what you want here. You're going to have one-on-one, shake him, make a move. Worst-case scenario, you get him four to six yards right there, right? Jordan pulls it out, tries to hammer it into triple coverage, throws it right. I mean, look at the defenders right here. Why in the world would you try to get that ball to Romeo Dobbs? That is 110% on Jordan Love, right? Now I'm going to show you another angle here, and it's really going to show his eyes. Um, great job by Jaden Reed getting back and at least stopping them from gaining any more yards. So, again, this is from more of the quarterback's perspective, camera behind the line of scrimmage. Again, you got a bubble off, off screen over here. What you're going to have is Romeo Dobbs running a dig. It's probably it's not quite that deep. It's more like right here, right. And you're going play action. So from Jordan Love's perspective, you're reading these two backers. If this guy slides over, you hammer that dig. If this guy slides over, you might try to squeeze it in a little bit tighter. But your main read is this middle linebacker, right? Let's watch it. Right here, takes his right here. He's got his eyes on him. Then he takes his eyes off of him. And he immediately looks here. You can see the stripe on his helmet start to start to fade there, right? Now look at the middle linebacker just reading him like a book. Jordan doesn't even see him, right to him. Even if even if he isn't there, look at this backer in position. Probably gets a hand on it, tips it in the air, right? So again, when you when you looked at that that bubble, that was the that was the proper place to go with the football, right? Look at Jordan. You can see how quick his eyes come off of the middle linebacker. He starts there, right? Let's see if I can get it to roll back. He starts at the middle linebacker. Now, watch his eyes. See, he's on the middle linebacker right now. Watch how quick he goes to the left here. Now he's back on the other side. Now the backer's dropping and he doesn't even see him. You've got to know, you've got to prioritize that middle linebacker before you even think about hammering that dig, right? Never takes his eyes off of him. Look at 41, reading him like a freaking book. Dump truck Spillane coming over. I'm going to pick it off. So now <laughs> now you're in the middle eight, second quarter, four minutes left. First and goal for the Raiders, okay? We're going to run a 34-jam, cover one-man, strong safety blitz. Remember everybody talking about Barry doesn't play with a heavy box? Look at this, guys. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight men in the box right here. Eight men in the box, and you're bringing a safety blitz. You're essentially bringing Jonathan Owens on a blitz right here, and it's a run blitz. So, first and goal defense once again put in an absolutely crappy position, right? Backed up inside their own 10. And here we're showing a heavy box with a safety blitz. It's cover one man. It it doesn't get much aggressive, more aggressive than this, unless you just go zero and fire this safety too, right? But essentially what you got with this cover one man safety blitz is safety is going to play deep here in the middle, man coverage, man coverage, right? Um, You probably got some man mixed in here, and it may even be a green dog blitz, with the safety blitzing because the running back isn't in a pass route. So look at Jonathan Owens get his head in there, blows the, the fullback up. Great job right there. Preston Smith coming in, great job moving to the football. So proud of the way this defense played against the Raiders. And, again, you've seen it right there. I thought they stopped the run really well, considering it was the, the best running back of 2022 that they were facing. And I know they're struggling this year, but still, you can't deny the talent he's got. Move on to the next play, 321 left, still in the middle eight, obviously second goal play. We come out in a nickel 245, and guess what? We got another heavy box, right? Two down linemen, one, two, three, four linebackers. There's your nickel 245. Look at the box, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, borderline eight in the slot. You're in a good position to play the run here if you need it. We're running a zone match defense. Second goal from the eight, ball snapped. Great job by Keyshawn Nixon breaking on that. Beautiful job. Match coverage, if and then. They went to the flat. Keyshawn knew his key, jumped it. Great defensive stand right there. Third and goal, two minutes and 40 seconds left before halftime. Obviously, the ever important middle eight. We come out in a dime two, three, six, but we're showing a heavy box. This is really cool. When you come out in a dime set, right? And the two three-six is two down linemen, three linebackers. And you got six DBs, one, two, three, four, five, six. Some people will call this a, a big nickel. In this case, I would refer to it as a dime, two, three, six. All right, we're going to go cover three, 17 Meg is what I think the call was. We don't know for sure not being in the meeting room, right? But with 17 Meg, it means man everywhere you go. Rasul is going to play man coverage on Devontae Adams here, okay? So Meg, 17 Meg. Great communication right here. I want you to key in on the communication. All right. They're gonna they're gonna use motion. And this is where I see this defense maturing. And it's exciting. It's it's a little bit uh it's a little bit encouraging in my opinion. When they put him in motion, I want you to key in on Keyshawn and what he does here. I'm pretty sure that's Keyshawn. Yeah, that's Keyshawn. So what's right here? Motion look at key. He immediately tells Savage, hey dude, go, go, get over there, go right. And, again, let's back it up. We're going cover three here, all right? So he knows. He's communicating, telling Savage, you got to cover the opposite side of the field. There he goes. Now you'll see Key slide over in his zone. Little play-action look. Preston Smith, great penetration. But, again, if, if Keyshawn does not tell Darnell Savage to go over here, right, let's assume that Preston Smith doesn't bat this ball down. And number three, catches it, all right? Just play along. Imagine he catches it, right? Here he's got the ball. Look where Savage is, guys. Just a straight path right to the receiver to make a tackle for, at a minimum, no gain. If he makes the tackle, we've seen this all year, and it's why I don't blame Joe Barry. You've got guys missing tackles, blowing coverages. In this case, great job by Keyshawn Nixon recognizing that. Great job. Guys, you turn the ball over with an interception inside your own 10-yard line. Is where the play ended, to the best of my knowledge. And the defense stood up. They stopped the run, stopped the pass, stopped the pass. Showed great communication, got great penetration. Joe Barry being aggressive with the safety blitz. All of those things you're looking for inside the ten. They stood tall, absolutely awesome. And of course, they end up kicking a field goal. They go up ten to three. Uh, actually, no, they that's uh, they did they miss that? That's the one that got blocked, maybe. No, that's right, ten to three. Yeah, that's right. So I lied the other day. Somebody asked me about the middle eight. I thought we tied the middle late. We may have tied the middle late, but I think they may have won it three to nothing. It doesn't matter though. Regardless, it doesn't matter here. All right. So 232 left in the second quarter. We come out in 12 ace nasty, balanced off H-sift halfback week. And it's supposed to be a counter. I put a question mark because I'm not sure. Watch this again. Remember the H-sift. We talk about the H-sift, right? H-sift. Watch this play unfold. The H sifts over. Now look at the hat count. We completely lose the hat count here. Look at this. <laughs> I, I'm speechless. I don't, I don't know what to say here. If you roll it back, and I hopefully we got a box cam. I think we do. Imagine if Deguara doesn't sift, right? Block, right? Probably trying to get to the next level. It almost seems like Rashid was expect not expecting him to sift. I don't know if that's true or not, right? Getting in here. And you got kind of a hat on a hat. You got a much better shot at gaining yardage here. He sifts. This is the part that's baffling to me. Look at Tucker Craft up top. There was no RPO look to this. Tucker Craft's running the flat route looking for the ball, right? Now, DeGuara blocked no one on the sift and then he's looking to wrap around. What is that about? You got four defenders, five defenders on the running back. And DeGuara running across the field looking for someone to block on the opposite side. Here's the perfect look. Think of the hat count. Forget the sift. This is what I'm talking about. You're making things way too complicated, right? Hat on a hat. Bang. Hat on a hat. Bang. You could even double team this guy. Probably be the best move, right? Hat on a hat there. And then double team him and then maybe get off and seal, right? Imagine that zone run. But instead, watch what happens. Sift, now you're down a hat. You got your double team on the defensive lineman. Gone. Yes, he beat Rasheed Walker. There's no doubt about it. But imagine if you had a tight end helping double team, you cut that back in. Instead, you took the sift away. look at Degua. This is what I'm talking about. Look at Deguara right here. What are you doing, Bub? Look. I don't understand that blocking scheme. The only way that makes sense is if Guara was expecting it to be a counter and it got blew up. Now, you see AJ right here. I don't know if that's him reacting to Max or if he was planting his feet to run a counter. That could have been it. What I mean by counter is this. It's the only thing that would make sense to me. The sift comes over, right? Rashid should have cracked down, cracked down, and it's a counter run out the backside. Imagine if it was that. Somebody – Somebody screwed up or it was a horrible play call, you know, going down a hat, going down two hats really by moving the sift across the formation. Again, you're trying to get too cute. You're asking your offensive line and your tight ends to do things they're not capable of doing. So now you're forced into a second and 11. Two minutes left in the second quarter. We come out in 11-gun, strong right bunch, T-same, excellent, smash, Y-lead, T-swing. All right. You guys heard me say it all week long. Look for the lead swing. Look for the lead swing, right? In this case, it's a Y lead swing. Let's talk about what all that means. X slant, your X receiver is right here. Okay. He's on the line of scrimmage opposite the tight end. That makes him the X receiver. X slant. Okay. Then you're going to go smash concept, which essentially is trying to remember which one it is. I think it's the curl here and then a corner over the top. It might be vice versa, but a smash concept is typically when you have the outside receiver sit or even run maybe a little spot sit and then run the corner over top of them, okay? So you got your X slant, right? You've got your smash concept. Now you've got your Y lead. What is that? He's just going to come out here as a lead blocker for a T swing, all right? When i seen this play in real time, and it's why you you hear me mention all the time on the postgame show, I don't like to make comments without watching the tape because at this point I thought two receivers ran the same route in the same area. Blown, it, just a, a blown play design, right, or a miscommunication, a bad route by Luke Musgrave is what I chalked it up to. But that wasn't the case. It was a lead swing. So let's watch all that unfold. <laughs> Jordan immediately looks to the excellent, right, like he always does. So he's looking here, but he sees this guy, and he sees a safety over the top. You don't want to put your guys in too much trouble, right? So let's roll the play a little bit further. You see the smash concept. There's your spot. You've already got options. Guys, this is a second and 11 play. You're not looking to get a first down, right? And on this slant or dig, it might have been a choice route. You don't want to hammer this in here. Think of the pick he just threw, right? So they're looking for that, okay? So right here, as we roll it forward, Look at the options. If the ball comes out on time, you can hammer it here, let him catch the ball, get down, and you're set up for a third manageable, right? It's either that or throw it to the swing. Look at the swing. You got a plus one hat count. You got Musgrave throwing the block. You get the ball to him. If it's on time, if you get that pass out a split second earlier, if Jordan, this is what I mean by Jordan's late to his reads, right here, dump it in the swing. You dump it in the swing, what happens? This guy's occupied occupied by the spot or the sit underneath the smash concept. You got Musgrave blocking. The ball is already in the running back's hands. Make a move and look at all that green you got. For whatever reason, Jordan holds it. Holds it. Holds it. And just like the other day with Aaron Jones, now you decide to throw it. And there was people, they were people were absolutely butchering Patrick Taylor online because he dropped it. Like, no, you that is so off schedule, it's not even funny. All right. Next, 35 seconds left. Obviously, the offense sputtered again. Um, 35 seconds left in the second quarter. We come out in a nickel two four five, uh, a nine four four nine look, which is basically wide nine four tech four tech wide nine. Okay, so a nine four four nine. We're going to go. We're going to go quarters zone match here. Okay, so this is your traditional Fangio style quarters coverage. The best of my knowledge, that's what it looked like to me. You're matching zone, but essentially you've got quarter, 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 quarter. That's what it looks like to me, okay, the original call. Could have been quarter, quarter, half. I think it was quarters. You're going zone match. I want you to watch Darnell Savage here. Balls drop. By the way, to the best of my knowledge, every single interception that the Green Bay Packers defense has gotten this year has been in zone coverage. Not one has come from man coverage. Keep that in mind, okay? And the majority of them – has been in quarter coverage, but um, there there was actually a cover three interception in this game with Rudy Ford. But look at Savage here. I have no idea what he's doing. He makes a break on the ball, and it's just like he just complete. It, it, it's it's almost like as he closes on the ball, he forgets what he's supposed to do. It's like he doesn't know how to play the ball, and that's just crazy with his athleticism. Again, watch him right here. Great break on the ball. Get you should already be in the air trying to pick that pass off. Instead, it's a first down, and now you're getting in field goal range. So, again, in my opinion, that's not on Joe Barry. You had three defenders around that ball, right? So, it's going to lead to a field goal attempt. Our boy Yash sacrificing a pinky here, man. You know this hurt. God, it makes me cringe. So Yash and I have been, with the, uh, with the block field goal. I'll try to get, get through it here quick. I want to give you another angle, too. I just thought it was awesome. Special teams finally coming up big. So you've got the offense absolutely sputtering. Your defense has stood tall. Your defense has been put in a bad position the whole first half. Then your special teams comes out and make a play. I'm sorry, this loss is on the offense. And there were still people calling for Joe Barry because Devontae Adams got singled up on Preston Smith. I already explained how... You had that much space with Lucas Van Esmus in his zone because you're trying to play heavy to stop the run. Everybody was saying that was the game plan coming in, stop Devontae Adams, stop the run. They did both, and they still lose the ball game. Um, so now we're in the third quarter, okay, ten to three. Thank God for Yasha's pinky. <laughs> it's it's just ten to three. You're still in the middle eight. Um, so you've got a a, a nickel two four five cover three spinner zone match, okay, and it, and it kind of comes in a little late because of the TV copy, but they started with two on the shelf. You see this guy spinning. This safety is spinning, okay? So you got cover three spinner, zone match, linebacker loop. What does that mean? Nickel 245, you guys know what that means? Linebacker loop. These guys are going to loop blitz in here, okay? So they're going to loop blitz, and you're going to have a cover three spinner look. Deep, right? Deep, deep. And I believe this might be the interception. It is the interception. This one caught me off guard a little bit. And, and, again, we're not in a defensive room. We don't know what the exact calls are. There was one college I – I sat in on a coaching clinic where a college defensive coordinator said in cover three zone, they have ten different variations of their cover three zone with man-match principles, right, with zone man-match principles. So it's hard to say what Rudy's assignment is, but the way he breaks on this ball almost makes me think he's Meg. Man everywhere you go, right? If not, regardless – He knows the defense. He knows where the strength is. He knows he's got help over the middle on the backside. Why not shoot your shot? You're not blowing a coverage over the top where you're leaving yourself extremely vulnerable to the touchdown. But watch Rudy here. If and then he crosses, Rudy just goes. So it could have been zone match with the principle of if he crosses your face, it turns into man coverage, or it could have just been Meg. But there you're seeing the loop blitz, McDuffie coming around. And Rudy Ford read it like a book. Great freaking play. I still don't understand why they they hesitate to give Rudy Ford the uh, respect he deserves. And, and look at McDaniels. Like, How in the heck did that happen, dude? <laughs> so here's a better look. You see the late spin. Two on the shelf. Watch Rudy spin down. <clears throat> They're going to bail out. Again, I don't know if it's Meg or not, but watch Rudy right here. So it, it, could be man, it could be zone match. If he crosses my face, I'm going with him, right? And, again, look at the help he's got on the backside. That's Rudy knowing he's got help over here, right? When you roll it, he knows he's got help. There's no doubt about it. You got help here, right, here. I like how the guy was drawing on the screen saying it was a deep half, and that's not at all what it was. You've got zone here. Rudy knows this. As soon as this guy crosses, he's beelining, undercutting, and picking the pass off. Rudy Ford's a good safety, man. I'm sorry. He's grading out like that on PFF. The tape suggests he is. I, I have no idea why they're so hesitant. I would lock him up to a two- or three-year deal and set the basement for your safety room, let Savage walk in free agency, try to get you a better and upgrade at the safety position. That may be Jonathan Owens on that safety blitz. I loved his uh, aggressiveness, you know, on that safety blitz. But, uh, yeah, so interception sets you up. Now you flip the tables, right? Um, so you're on offense, second and go eight minutes and 32 seconds left in the third quarter, 11 gun doubles off strong left T same zone RPR Y flat. Okay. So this is going to be a run pass run option or a run pass read option. So he's going to be reading, put the ball in the belly of the running back and reading this edge defender right here. If the edge defender stands straight up, you hand the ball to the running back. Okay. But you've also got a Y flat option right here. So if you look up here and you, you like your hat count, like if this guy slid over and blitzed here, then you could just hammer it out there into the flat. you got a plus one with a lead blocker, right? But instead, you watch the defense. See him jab right there. We're just going to hand it off. Notice Max Max Crosby strafes. He squares up. Jordan does a great job reading it. Keeps the ball in the belly of A.J. Dillon, and A.J. Dillon running hard like he did all night. Great job. Again, this, this uh, box cam right here is really going to show you what happened and how they took Max Crosby out of this play. Watch Max Crosby on the left side. That's what Jordan is reading his whole time. Jordan put the ball in the belly, read this guy. If he stops, if he hesitates, then you hand the ball off to A.J. Dillon, and it turns into an inside zone run. If Max were to crash in on the mesh point, you pull that ball out and you run it yourself around the edge. Right. So watch Max Crosby on the snap. This is your key. This is the read for Jordan Love in the read option, zone read aspect right there. See how he's hesitant? Yeah, give the ball to AJ. Pound that thing in there. Max is a half a second too late, half a step too late, I should say, and that's what allows for the touchdown. Great play call there. I love the RPR that Matt Lafleur has been running in uh, inside the uh, the ten yard line when you when you get in the red zone. So, all right. So this play here, I'm going to let it roll. This is the deep pass to Christian Watson. The TV was too too uh, interested in showing Jimmy Garoppolo's emotion over here on the sideline. To even let us see the formation or anything drives me insane, but I digress. So, again, this is the uh, the deep crosser to Christian Watson. It was a busted coverage, blown coverage. Love Christian Watson's speed right here, though. I wish he would have taken that angle out a little wider, although with five chasing him down, you never know what's going to happen. But right here, maybe a little, you know what I'm saying? Hindsight's 2020 though. There's the horse collar that saved the touchdown. I know Packers don't like it, and they think the rules should be changed and everything. I personally dig that stuff. When a player's smart enough to understand you can utilize a penalty, you can absorb a penalty, but it saves a touchdown. I'm all about it, me personally. I would if if a Packer player had done it, I'd have been like smart move. <laughs> but again, maybe that's cold hearted. I don't know. So here's the TV copy. Let's look at how it laid out. How did you get that that play busting loose? Right, eleven ace bunch nasty X. There's your bunch. X, opposite side, nasty split, right? Uh, what's the nasty split? Everybody is inside the numbers. That's what makes it nasty. Bunch nasty X, strong left, play action boot, strike corner, right? Or it's play action boot, Z flat, slot corner, X climb, T leak, all right? So essentially what you're going to have here is, this is a what we call a strike corner concept, or some people would just refer to it as strike. I call it strike corner, okay? A strike concept is when you have a crosser, Right, which in this case is going to be your slot. I'm, I'm sorry, not your slot corner, but your uh, X climb. That's your X, your uh, your X receiver there. Okay, your slot is Christian Watson. What he's going to do is work the seam and then bring it back off into a corner route. Okay, that's your strike concept. When you run someone deep with a crosser opposite side of the field underneath, I think you're even going to have a leak or two. Um, yeah, T leak. So your T is going to leak out over here underneath as well all right and you're going to have a z flat which is a flat right here so what you're doing is you're trying to get these defenders to recognize that short game and all snug up right and open up that second level now the aspect of the deep path or the deep route and then corner it off that's going to hold the safety at home over here right again this is a strike corner concept let's watch it unfold I love boot action. I think that that's one thing that Jordan Love does really well is he's very got very good body control on the boot. There you see everything setting up. The underneath, there's your crosser, right? Now, right here, these defenders have got to make a decision. And it was a blown coverage, in my opinion, but his eyes are here now. He's focusing underneath, right? You'll see him turn. 21 sees it, and he thinks the same, same exact thing that, hey – We got to cover underneath. You got the crosser. You got this underneath route, and they completely abandon right there. The ball should come out. The ball comes out there. You probably catch the safety a little bit off guard. Jordan hesitates, hesitates, then puts a little lollipop up again. Great play. I'm not going to criticize him for it. Christian Watson putting an absolute, uh, just a a great move on the safety to get all the way down the field. Christian Watson's got some freaking wheels, man. Watch this right here. Whoop! Oh yeah. Put him in a turnstile. Right. And of course, there's the horse collar. So that was the big play, right? And this is, it's funny on the post game show, Mandy messaged me while we were on the post game show and was like, How in the world did you only get a field goal after that huge game, right? It's 10 to 10, third quarter, 525 left. You're going to come out in 11 gun, doubles on Z wing, strong right T. Same. We're going sprint left, X dig, slot flat, uh, Z leak. All right. So, much like the old 49ers West Coast days where they go sprint right option, Matt LaFleur has, has added a little wrinkle in his playbook under Jordan Love with Jordan Love as his quarterback. Yeah, I don't think he ever did this with Aaron to the best of my knowledge, but you're going sprint left. And, and I kind of like, like the design on the surface because look at all these bodies over here. Everything's overloaded to the right. If you drew a line down the center of the field, look at all these bodies over here, right? So your matchup, one-on-one, one-on-one, right? So... What we're going to run is sprint left, okay? Going to snap the ball. Jordan's just going to sprint out to the left, and we're going X dig. Some people were saying this is a corner route. It wasn't a corner route. It was an X dig, but he gets cut off by the DB. Oh, by the way, to the best of my knowledge, um, this should have been illegal contact by the DB. We'll talk about it in a second. You've got slot flat, so the slot receiver is just going to run a flat underneath, and it's a high-low read, right? And then, of course, you've got your z leak. So the Z is going to kind of leak around, all right, which is Christian Watson, who is kind of in a wing formation, Z wing. Uh, They love tucking Christian in on that look. But, again, focus on Romeo Dobbs at the bottom of the screen, okay? He's going to try to run a dig. We'll get a TV copy. It'll make it a lot easier. But people seeing this are like, man, Romeo Dobbs ran out of the back of the end zone. I was one of those people that said that. Off-platform, right? I think he was just throwing that ball away, personally. So people were like, why didn't he run the corner? What happened? You see Romeo Dobbs throwing his hands up. Like, how in the world is that not a penalty, right? Now, maybe I don't understand the rules. Maybe inside the five, there is no illegal contact five yards down the field. I don't know. But I know this. You're supposed to have five yards, right? Up to five yards, you can make contact. After that, you're not allowed to touch the receiver. Watch Romeo Dobbs right here. And I want you to, more uh, more importantly, watch 21 who's covering All right, there's your Z motion, okay? Z wing, here comes a sprint left, watch Romeo on the bottom, right? That ain't no corner route to me. He's trying to get on the inside of that DB. Okay, keep in mind, that was your five-yard threshold. Look at where he's at and look at the contact that's taking place. And, And right in front of an official, look, he can't even get over at this point, he realized he can't get across his face, so now he's going to try to come back to the corner. I think that's what Jordan says. All right, let's just throw it away. But you've seen all that contact, right? It's official right here. How do you not throw that flag? He throws his hat down because Romeo goes out of the back of the end zone, but to me, that looks like illegal contact. If, if I don't understand the rules, you guys in the comments, let me know. But again, perfect example there. Huge play getting down the field. Busted coverage. Capitalized on their mistakes. No, we had to settle for a field goal. And we went... Run, run, and then that pass and stalled out inside the five. Defense has held their own this whole game, right? So again, Andres Carlson continues to be just absolute money in the kicking game. Bangs the field goal through. We take a 13 to 10 lead with 5'16 left in the third quarter. So now the Raiders are on offense. First and 10 play. We come out in a 34 jam. 34 jams real simple. You got a five-man front with your nose tackle in the 34 directly over the center. Okay. So Directly over the center or in the A gap. Anytime you got a five man front out of the thirty four, and he's within the A gap, the A to uh, you know A to A gap on either side. To me, I consider that a jam. Some people would call this uh, maybe an over or a bear front. It doesn't matter. That's I just refer to it as jam. This is a a look that they like to show uh, a lot of the times out of base. Okay, so we're in a thirty four jam cover three zone match. All right, now why does this play get away from him here? You've got. A decent box count, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven in the box. Okay? And you've got Jair up here flirting with the box, right? So this look here, if you'll notice, you've got a safety on a wide receiver. Remember that. Because later on, when we run a different cover three that's not zone match, it's more of a drop. That's when you'll notice Preston on Devontae Adams. So in this case, it worked, I guarantee you. Josh McDaniels seen that and said, you know what, let's keep going to that. That's a mismatch. We'll kept catch him in a drop here pretty soon, and that's how you got Preston Smith out there in coverage on tape. But nonetheless, watch 52 here. Love him in the pass rush game. Uh, I think we would all agree run defense is what Rashawn Gary struggles at the most, right? So watch him on this play. You're going to see him get a little too aggressive. See how he gets inside right there? You've got to set that edge. You've got to set that edge, right? You've got to. So negative there. Bad play by Rashawn Garrett. Now it's up to Jair Alexander to come out here, which he's in perfect position. He's not covering anybody. Shouldn't be confused. Come up here. Forget the business decision. You've already got the bag. You've already got your huge contract. You're the highest paid corner in the league. Come up here and make a freaking tackle. You're supposed to be the best corner in the game according to your paycheck. Look at that hesitation gets juked out of his freaking shoes. If you, if you're just more, if you're gonna make a mistake, make it big. Don't make it on your heels, right? This is not a good look. Look at that lean. Like you've got to attack that edge. Right? Rashawn already got too far inside, two negatives. And it has nothing to do with scheme either. You had it drew up perfect. And there's a huge gain. And immediately on Twitter, it drove me crazy. It was Joe Barry won't he won't get out of nickel and he's letting them run down their throat again. This long drive, this is on the this is on the players. Look at Rashawn. You've got to hold that edge, hold that edge. Right? You know, you know, right here in a 34 front that he's playing two gaps, he being Kenny Clark. Yes, establish that, but don't let him get the edge. And he just gets a little too greedy right there. See, so he gets washed out. And again, Jair, Mr. Money juked out of his shoes, huge gain, not on scheme. That's on players missing tackles and being too aggressive in their run gap uh, assignments. All right. You ready for this? Raiders base empty. This one look familiar. <laughs> Remember the play I just showed you where the safety was out there, right? Well, they come out and now they got that same personnel, their base personnel, right? And they empty it out. So this is what happens when you play with a heavier front, a 34 front, You've got to match personnel if you're going to stop the run. This You've got to give credit to Josh McDaniels on this play. They come out in their base, they empty it out, and that's how you end up with Preston Smith on Devontae Adams. Some people are going, I don't care, Clayton, there should be some kind of check. I completely agree. Do you, do you think Joe Barry said, hey, listen, guys, think about this. Do you think Joe Barry in the game plan said, listen, guys, when we're playing a 34 34- A 34 base against their base set, 21-12, whatever it might be. They got Jakob Johnson, which I think he's lined up all the way on the boundary in the bottom. Yeah, right here. So he's a fullback. So you probably got a 21 personnel here. When they come out in 21 personnel and we're in our 34 base, here's what I want the game plan to be. If they go empty, let's put Preston on Devontae Adams. If you think Joe Barry called that, you're outside of your mind. Okay? These are the matchups that are going to happen when you're looking to commit to stop the run and the offense calls a good play. Right here, probably call a timeout, in my opinion. Matt LaFleur has got to know, when you look out here and you see this, burn a timeout. And Joe Barry better be in the headset saying, Matt, bad luck, dude, we got got duped. I don't think, yeah, that ain't Matt LaFleur, but Matt LaFleur's somewhere on the sideline. I'm trying to find him. Regardless, you see this, burn that timeout. Burn it. You give your defense a break and you prevent a huge play. I put that on the coaching staff in, in that regard. Right. But again, this is how he gets singled up. We, we weren't complaining about base when we're stopping the run. Right. Now we're going to complain about it right here. If anything, I don't even want to say what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it. Preston Smith, just keep him from getting inside. Use the, use the boundary to your advantage and just hold on tight. There ain't nothing you can do. They, they got one up on us right here. No doubt. Okay. So again, that's how Preston Smith ends up singled up on Devontae Adams. Right. You can see Rasul is pissed. Rasul's looking at the sideline like, we can't let that happen, right? I'm sorry. Joe Barry didn't draw it up like that, but Joe Barry isn't on the sideline calling timeouts either. He's in the box where we wanted him, right? All right, so later that drive, 34 jam, we're going to run a cover three spot drop. Nixon completely blows the coverage. I'm telling you, hindsight's 20-20, but they've seen this on tape, guaranteed. Rasul, you'll see Rasul's reaction. On this play here, you're playing cover three spot drop, okay? 34 jam, cover three spot drops. You got deep third, kind of covering the middle seam. Deep third, deep third, right? And these guys are all underneath right here. 34 spot drop. I believe you brung five on this play. All these guys are blitzing, all right? So I want you to key on a Nixon. You can tell they've seen something on tape. When they show this split, when they show this look, right, what they like to do is Tay Adams underneath with the slant because this guy's got – uh, Rasul's got over the top technique, right? You can see he's already backpedaling. You're baiting him here. You're baiting everything set up for Keyshawn Nixon to just drive on this dude. Drive on it, right? And you could tell that was the play design because watch Rasul Douglas's reaction here. Right here, look. Jimmy, he, like he's got his eyes on Jimmy. He's looking at Jimmy the whole way. You know, he's throwing this slant, right? You're reading him. He's throwing this slant. Drive on that ball. Drive on the slant. Or the dig, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what he's doing here. Look at Keyshawn. Guys, that's not on Joe Barry. Joe Barry didn't tell Keyshawn, hey, look, when they show this, when they show this route combination, they hit that quick, that quick in route, that quick dig, or that quick slant. I just want you to hover in the air on the outside shoulder. Like, that's what made Rasul so mad. Rasul has the outside covered, right? This is zone match principles, or it's cover three spot drop. To me, it looked like cover three spot drop, but you would technically say zone match, meaning if, if and then, if they slant, then you shoot your shot, Keyshawn. Look at Rasul. <laughs> the, the play isn't even over much, Rasul. What are you doing? We talked about this. Look at Rasul. And you can see Keyshawn, too. Nobody's nobody's more upset about it than Keyshawn. Look look at our boy, Soul here. Matt LaFleur locked in back here. Well, what's going to happen? Right. <laughs> Let's see it That's the look What are you doing Key What are you doing Bub I'm not saying I could do any better guys You know I'm not saying that But that right there is rough That's a rough look That's why Rasul was so upset on that play Just oh man It's hard to stomach Absolutely hard to stomach there Another look look at Key That's not on Joe Barry gang Sorry that's what happens when you get a kick return specialist playing playing nickelback because we we believe our roster is so strong that we don't need, you know what I mean? We don't we don't need to go out and sign a corner, a veteran corner that has uh nickelback experience. Um, that stuff that's hard for me to stomach, right? So now we got a first and goal, still up 13 to 10, 15 minutes left in the fourth quarter, first and goal play. We come out in a 34 jam. We got another heavy box. This is zero green dog. 58 and 34 end up in the same gap. So it's Jonathan Owens and Isaiah McDuffie end up in the same gap. And 58 just gets washed here. Guys, again, people were saying we're playing too soft. We're playing. They they look at this and they immediately say, okay, this safe, this is what they were saying on Twitter. This safety right here, why is he playing so far deep? Why is he playing so far back? Uh, do you know who that is? That's Devontae Adams. Get a little bracket coverage on Devontae Adams. Oh, by the way, this is Jair. If Jair is the best corner in the game, why do you need bracket coverage to help cover Devontae, right? Of course, it's unfair for me to say it could be Jair's back. Still messed up. I don't know. We don't know. But look at this heavy box, guys. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in the box. Nine in the box. There's nothing else you can do as a defensive coordinator to stop this run. You're telling everybody, get in there and stop the run, right? They got a heavy set you got Mayer coming over in motion. You've got uh, uh, Jakob Johnson going to be the lead back, right? We roll it. First of all, 45, Wilson. Great job getting in there and attacking the fullback. He has a hat on the fullback before the running back even has the ball. Great job by him. The problem, though, is your gap integrity right here. These two guys are going to end up in the same gap. And it's all because McDuffie didn't get the inside shoulder. If he gets the inside shoulder and holds that center at at, at bay, then you're able to shoot the shot there with Jonathan Owens. Watch it unfold. Look where McDuffie is. That's not what you're looking for. Both the guys are in the same gap because McDuffie gets washed out. He should have took the inside shoulder of the center. And that's how you just walk in. Heavy box, heavy box, heavier personnel, 34 base, right? Everything's set up to stuff the run. All assets are they're in there other than you're playing a little bit of bracket coverage over here on Tay, right? Outside technique by Jair. He's covering the inside bracketing a little bit. It, you know, hindsight's 20 20, but I say get Rudy in here too. If if Ja can't cover Devontae Adams one on one, then he don't be, need to be making the money that he's making. Sorry. But again, there's nothing else Joe Barry could have done in this situation to stop this. Here comes McDuffie, right there. You got to stay inside. You got to know. You got to know what your teammate is doing. Jonathan Owens has got him. If you occupy that center and you just stay on that inside shot, I don't care if you get pancake. Just don't get in here in Jonathan Owens' lane. Right. So again, great play call in my opinion by Joe Barry. Horrible execution, and that's how you go up seventeen to thirteen. Uh, you being the Raiders, right? All right, so fourth quarter, 10 minutes left. Uh, We come out in a 13-pistol. That's right, 13-pistol. For whatever reason, I have no idea, we decided to choose 13 and 12 over 11 personnel all night long. 13-pistol, one, two, three tight ends. There's your one running back, right? One running back, three tight ends. You're in a pistol, strong right, H-wing, U-motion, sift, another sift, play action, max protect, strike you leak. Okay. So you're running a strike concept here and you're going, you leak. All right. Let's roll the tape. Oh, let me, I'm sorry. Let me explain what that is. I should have explained that. I apologize. X go. Y climb is your strike. Okay. X go. This is your X receiver opposite the tight end, opposite the Y on the line of scrimmage. Going to be a go route. Okay. And then you're going to go Y climb with Luke Musgrave. Guys, guys, Why does this bother me? And you got you leak as well. So you'll go, uh, you'll go you motion sift, right? Sift block, and then he's going to leak out to this side. Why does this bother me? Look at the down and distance. First and 10. You're down by four points. First and 10. Stay ahead of the sticks. You're trying to get too cute. You're trying to get too cute with 13 uh, pistol, which, by the way, undrafted free agent rookie in Ben Sims, right? you got Josiah Deguara, which we would all agree is has not played well at all throughout his whole career, and you're putting Luke Musgrave, a rookie, tied in. That's what you chose on first down. And, yes, I get it. You're showing 13. You're trying to get them to commit to the run, right, and then hit them with some play action, max protect. Watch this. Watch the backers. You think they're fooled? They're already back. They're not worried about that play action. They're already getting back, already getting back. Jordan drops, and there is nothing there. Tries to scramble up, gets sacked on first down, causing it to be a second and 17. Watch this again. You sift, right? Watch the you sift, all this action going across. Look at this play design. This is what we talked about with Baz. This is what Mike Wall talked about. This is Max Crosby, okay? And it's designed on this play. All-pro Max Crosby. The play design is an undrafted free agent rookie, Ben Sims. I believe he's a rookie. He's definitely an undrafted free agent. Is to block and DeGuara, to block Max freaking Crosby. Basically, the scheme told him, LaFleur told Rasheed Walker, ignore Max in this situation. Block over, block over. These two inexperienced tight ends will take care of the best player on the entire Raiders roster. Look at this. First of all, Deguara, you know, it's a chip block. I got you. What's crazy is look at Taylor, too. This is max protect, guys. There's your chip. Ben Sims has got to get out here and seal the outside off, and Taylor has got to help on the inside. You have three people there to block Crosby and can't get it done because these are all inexperienced players. Look, at it's just horrible all the way across the board. You've got to know Deguara is chipping. He's looking to chip and get inside. He's not looking to chip and get outside. So as Ben Sims, still off the outside. Patrick Taylor, you're not helping over here at all. So get in here and help on the inside. Help on the inside. Sims takes the outside. Deguara leaks out. Watch how bad out of place. Sims is completely out of position. Completely out of position. He should be. Sims should be out here walling this off. Patrick Taylor should be helping on the inside. Love has no – now look downfield, right? Did Love have an option to throw the ball here? Because I sure don't see it. You've got one-on-one if you want to just throw this. Heck, heck, you might as well now, right? You're coming out first down with 13 personnel. At least you got a one-on-one. That's the only thing I can think of. But I don't feel good about this climb because Dump Truck gets back and covers it, right? So in Jordan Love's eyes, you're looking one to two, one to two. There's only two guys in the route. These guys are underneath, right, taking away the check down. And Max Crosby's already on you because you decided to, to allow two tight ends and a halfback try to block Max Crosby. Bad play call, bad, bad scheme, bad play design, uh, bad choice of personnel on a first down. Now you're second and 16. You are way behind schedule, way behind schedule, Second second and 17. I'm sorry. You're only down 17 to 13 on first down. You choose to run a play action max protect with it with a with a little uh you know strike concept. It's like all or nothing. Push all our chips in the middle of the table on first down. And now you're behind schedule, second and 17. All right, 12 ace balance, play action, double curl, all leak. All right, let's talk about what that means. 12 ace, one running back, two tight ends. You got a balanced look, a tight end on each side of the ball, right? You're gonna run play action, double curl. Going to be a curl, curl, all leak, chip, leak, chip, leak, chip, leak. Okay. That's the play call here. Control the tape, play action. There's your chips. There's your leaks. Got three options underneath. Okay. Now I want you to look at this. None of these are great, right? This is your best option, hands down, right? That's your best option. You can get it to Patrick Taylor, might be able to make dump truck miss, doubt it. I don't like this look either. There's where your throw should go on the bottom of the screen. I think we would all agree, right? Instead, what do we do? Let's roll it back again. Remember what I said about absolutely hating blind play action? Watch the blind play action. Watch Jordan Love when he snaps the ball. Back to the defense. Right? Look, one, two, and just hum that tater. Way better option at the bottom of the screen right here. Way better option. Instead, you hammered it into double coverage. Peters makes a play, bats it up, interception. Second interception of the day. Again, horrible decision. Horrible decision by Jordan Love. Hate the play call, but you're already behind schedule. Why are you behind schedule? You tried to get cute with a 13 personnel, right? You can see them just drive on this. Absolutely drive on it. You tried to get cute with 13 personnel with a sift block. Inexperienced tight ends blocking an all-pro edge defender put you at second 17 behind the sticks, and now you've got your quarterback on second 17 just trying to force a throw in to make it third and short as opposed to third and eight, right, because you're behind schedule because we're an arrogant football team and we want to get cute with 13 personnel with inexperienced tight ends. Makes no sense. All right, nickel 245, nine, 9 Mike Sugar cover one hole. I know Joe Barry runs such a vanilla defense. Uh, (laughs) nickel two, four, five with a nine, four, three, nine front sugar in the mock cover one hole. Okay. And this is going to be a sack by Gary. Your offense has put your defense in a horrible position all game long, all game long. I know there's a lot of people that like to say, well, this is, this is mediocre at best. The Raiders suck. Yeah, I got you. But look at the position the defense was put in all game long, right? Um, Nickel two, four, five. Let's talk about it. One, two down linemen, one, two, three, four linebackers, okay? There's your nickel, two, four, five. The mock sugar, your mock backer is sugar in here. So he's sugar in an A-gap pressure. Some people just call that mug, right? A-gap mug. I like to say sugar. Uh, I like to say mug when they're blitzing and sugar when they're not because sugar, obviously, you're sugar in the offense, making them think that you're actually blitzing, okay? Cover one hole, okay? The sugar, guess where the hole is? You got it. It's going to be the sugar, okay? So the mock is going to drop into the hole. You've got a safety deep off screen. That's what makes it cover one hole, okay? When you've got a too high look and you play robber, the safety is the guy in the middle of the zone. And a cover one hole, the mock or the, the – it could be any linebacker position is going to drop back and cover this hole. It's still a cover one look. You're taking away the seam deep. You're taking away – the middle underneath deep, and typically what will happen with DBs is they'll play outside technique and try to funnel things to the middle of the field where you've got your safety and your middle linebacker dropping into coverage. Okay, Let's key in on Rashawn Gary. Again, your defense put in a crappy position, but look at the defense standing tall. you got Joe Barry calling up an exotic look with the mock sugar, and watch Rashawn Gary off the edge. He's going to run a speed-dipping rib, speed outside, Dip slightly, rip up, and get the sack. Fight through it. Keep the legs moving. That knee looks healthy to me, guys. I cannot wait till he's back to full, full snap. Uh, uh, you know, as far as workload. But Rashawn Gary, man, get that dude a contract. He's the heart and soul of this defense. This defense is giving me a little bit of uh, hope. I mean, they really are. Here's a good look at the speed dip and rip. Speed to the outside. Watch him dip his shoulders. Dip, and here's the rip. Speed dip and rip. Keep the legs moving. Garoppolo never seen it coming, never felt it. Now he feels it. Great job by the defense, standing tall and forcing another three and out, I believe. You gave your offense every opportunity to win this game, right? First and 10, 7.03 left in the game. Raiders up 17-13. to We come out on a first and 10 play. We're going to run 11 ace, doubles tight, strong right, play action boot, and this is the Tucker Craft hold. There's so many things I want to say here. Jordan Love, great play, stiff arm to Max Crosby. I believe this is the play, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe this wasn't. Okay. Regardless, first down and you're running play action boot. We've seen inside zone work all night long. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't, you know, anything beautiful, but running inside zone, running a little duo between the tackles, keep it simple, pound the freaking rock. And people said, well, you couldn't stay with the run because it stopped working. It stopped working because you started getting cute with sift blocks, right? And again, here you got it again. 11 ace doubles tight, strong right play action boot, right? And guess what? You got you a little sift. Tucker Craft's going to sift over, right? And he's going to get called for a hold, I believe. Yeah. Look at Tucker Craft. You can – what is this? What is – like, did he do this in college? Because I haven't watched much of his college tape. Was he just an absolutely horrible blocker in college? He tackled the defender. Tackled the defender. So, your play-action boot, I don't like to pass on first down. Watch Max Crosby right here. They were running a little ET stunt. He's going to get free and chase down Jordan Love. Again, it's a hold. It doesn't count. But watch Jordan Love here. This is the thing that Jordan Love does well. On boot action, look at this. Switch the ball. Look at his stiff arm, guys. I want that framed. It just sucks that it was a hold and it came from a loss. Like my my ego, my my pride won't allow me to put a picture like that up in the in the uh in the studio here because you know the outcome of the play was just absolutely horrible with Tucker Kraft and the hold. But again, look at that. Great play by Jordan. It sucks. Should have been a first down. Hate the, hate the play action pass on first down there. Absolutely hate it. If you get beat because you can't run inside and outside zone, I can handle that, right? I can handle that. But when you get cute and get beat, man, it's just hard to stomach. All right, 555 left, second and 10 play, fourth quarter down 17 to 13. We come out of 12 ace, balance, Z motion, play action boot, screen throwback. I'm going to say it again. Z motion, play action, boot, screen, throwback. The screen pass isn't good enough. We're gonna have to boot all the way across and have Jordan Love throw across his body, fading backwards off his back foot to try to hit a screen pass. Because we're we're an arrogant football team, an arrogant coaching staff, and trying to get too cute with everything we do. There's just Z motion, play action, boot. Right. Look at this. Do, 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 Break out the circus. That's a hard throw to make. Right? By the way, you're probably wondering who is this? There's nobody around him. Who is laying on the ground? Who do you think it is? That's your second round pick, Josh Myers. What's Josh Myers the whole way? Center, 71, getting out here. uh, Trips over the running back. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing right there. Of course, he bounced the pass because it's just such an unorthodox way to set up a screen pass, fading away like that. Oh, my God. So arrogant on offense. So arrogant. So the offense turns the ball over once again, right? I think we ended up punting it away. First and 10, 323 left in the ballgame. We come out in a 34 jam. Once again, I know Joe Barry doesn't load the box. Look at this loaded box here, man. Even take him out of the box. Look at this box count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight in the box, borderline ninth. Everybody's snugging up. They're in a gun set, too, and we're out here playing aggressive. We're going to have a loaded box with a cover one-man look. There's a safety deep off uh, off camera, right? And we're basically playing cover one man across the board. This is as aggressive as it gets. Playing off on the bottom but playing snug up top. Look at the defense showing up when you need them. Fourth quarter, 321. These guys are dog-butt tired. They're still out there grinding, still out there trying to get the ball back for the offense. Nickel 245, loaded box, cover three zone match. I know Barry doesn't do anything but keep safeties on the shelf, and he's so vanilla. We're running a safety blitz here. What's the safety blitz? See Jonathan Owens? Going to fire a blitz here. And again, cover three zone match. Safety blitz. Great defensive play call. Has to check it down. Good job flowing to the ball. Great job right there. Kenny chasing the play backwards, knowing that he wasn't in on the pass rush, right? Third and six, 235 left. Defense is going to stand tall again. Nickel 245, cover one robber, mirror match press man. Watch Devontae Wyatt. Man, I was so proud of Devontae Wyatt here. We roll it forward. This is Wyatt right here, right there. Keen on Devontae Wyatt. Again, cover one robber. Zone match. Notice how you got two on the shelf, right? Just because you got two on the shelf don't mean you're playing quarters, guys. People got to realize that. Robber, deep safety, right? And you got mirror match, press man. See how close? You're going to get? try to get hands on him. Then you're going to mirror his move. You're going to get in his hip pocket, right? Everybody is man coverage across the board, okay? Again, this is mirror match, press man, cover one robber. And watch Devontae Wyatt freaking take care of business right here. Third and six. Here comes your motion over. That's how you know it's man. How do you trigger it? Keyshawn Nixon. So right here, Garoppolo sees that. He's going to say, ho, ho, ho. Let's re-identify the mic. 45 is the mic. 45 is the mic. I think it was 45 he caught out on the mic. Could have been someone else. Might have been 58. Might have said 58 is the mic. Resets the protection. Look at Devontae Wyatt right here. Watch Devontae. And, again, run defense has been bad for Devontae. But this right here, game on the line. you got to get the ball back in your offense's hands, right? They check to a draw. Look at Devontae Wyatt come off his block. Everything he can to prevent that from becoming a first down. Absolutely awesome job by Devontae Wyatt there. Now, of course, Josh McDaniels chooses to kick a field goal. Makes no sense to me. I was Josh McDaniels' biggest fan on this play. Because why in the world you would want to risk giving short field position to this offense with the game on the line? Right now the clock is the Packers' number one enemy, number one opponent, right? You go for it there on fourth down, you're actually you're losing even more yards if you miss this field goal from the Raiders, right? 52-yard attempt, ain't no slam dunk. Even if he hits it, you still need a touchdown. Regardless if he hits it or not, the Packers still need a touchdown, right? Made no sense, but I'm glad he did it, don't get me wrong. Obviously, the doink off of the uh, off the goalpost. Packers are in business, right? This defense, guys. This defense gave you three chances. I believe, if I counted right, at least two, two to three chances in the fourth quarter for you to take the lead, and they couldn't do anything. Right here, we start to move the ball a little bit, and 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 we kind of got back to some of the basics, at least in the passing game, as much as you can. Only got one timeout left, right? One timeout left for the Packers. Minute 56 left. Let's see what Jordan Love can do here. 11-gun doubles, strong right, T-same, RPO peak, Z lead, Y-flat. All right? So you're going RPO peak. It's going to be a run-pass option, okay? So you can either run the ball or you can pass it. You're going to have a Z lead. This was really, really interesting right here. So you identify the tight end, of course, right here, right? So tight end side, that's your Z receiver. All right, it's going to be a lead. So we're going to RPO peak. you got a peak on this side. I think it might be this one that's running the peak, which is basically a slant. You can run pass option. That's what RPO is. You can hand the ball off to the running back, okay, or you can go to the peak, right? So you're reading here, ball is snapped. You want to take a quick peak. If this guy bites in, then and maybe even this guy bites in, you got inside leverage fire that slant out there, right? That's the peak aspect. I'm pretty sure that was the peak. It could have been on the outside. I can't remember. Um, and then you got Z lead, Y flat. Remember what we talked about, the, the uh, T swing, the lead T swing? They've done it with the Y. They've done it with a couple of different variations where it's been a receiver leading with the F motion. Right here, you're doing a Z lead, Y flat. The Z is looking to block for the flat and the tight end. So you've got an RPO option over here with a peak, right, your peak. You can hand the ball off to the running back. If they bite on the run, you can hammer the slant. If they stay home on the slant, then you can go to the flat, and you got a lead blocker out here, right? Pretty cool play design. I like this. Immediately goes to the flat. I like that. Probably a pre-snap determination because he liked the hat count. Get it out to Musgrave. Good job blocking by Christian Watson, and that's what I'm talking about on first down. Keep it simple. Pick up seven, eight yards, get out get out of bounds, all right? Stay ahead of the sticks. 11 gun trips, strong left, T weak, curl spot, okay? Z slant, YT, uh, YT flat, all right? So your Y is going to be in a flat. Your T is going to be in a flat, okay? More of a flat than a swing probably is, is what I've got here. you got curl spot, okay? So it's going to be curl spot, all right? And then you're going to have a Z slant. Actually, I've got that wrong, I believe. So your Z is going to be the slant on the top. Let's roll it just to make sure here. Watch for your YT flat. Okay, it would have been X slant. I apologize. I wrote that wrong. So you got X slant, and then you got the flat underneath. You see where Jordan's looking, right? Jordan's looking here for the slant. It is not there. No way, no chance, no how. You could check it down, but you still got a hat over there. Where's the play go? You look front side. The slant's not there. The flat's not there because the outside defender's holding the edge. Get that thing to your flat underneath, right? Nope. Going to hammer it there. Barely picks up the first down. Don't like the decision, but, again, you pick up the first down. They had to challenge it, all that good stuff. Horrible spot there by the official, um, but, again, they got it right. You still move the chains. think there was more to be had on the top of the screen there. All right, a minute 47 left, first and 10 play. 11 gun empty, strong left, T right, smash. X dig YT leak. All right. So smash concept. We talked about it earlier, right? It's uh let's let's focus on the X dig first. Where's the tight end at? The tight end is right here, right? There's your tight end. Opposite him is the X. Okay. So it's gonna be dig, chip, leak, right? Chip leak. Okay. And then up top you got the smash concept. All right. With the smash concept. It's going to be here, I think, and then the sit underneath. All right, let's roll the tape. You're, you're definitely reading half field right here. Dump it off in the T leak, or the Y leak, rather. Great job taking what the defense gives you. Jordan Love looking good on this drive right here. He's checking it down. We talked about that going in this week. Keep checking it down. Second and two, 128 left. 11-gun double, strong left, T-same, Z-slant, Y-spot, choice right, T-shoot. All right, Z-slant, let's identify the Z. Your tight ends up here, same side as him, is your Z. So you're going to be Z-slant, all right? You're going to be Y-spot underneath, all right? Then you're going to have choice right. I think these were choice routes on the right, and then T-shoot. The T shoot is kind of that kind of route out of the backfield, okay? The reason I think these are choices, watch Jaden Reed. As soon as the ball is snapped, it's almost like he's hot. He will look back at Jordan Love, and he's kind of working the middle of the field. Dobbs is doing the same thing, just trying to find the open area. What I don't like, all these in-breaking routes, there are no second windows because they're all going towards each other. Okay, I don't like that play call. But again, I think this is choice at the bottom. Focus on the bottom. Right there, you got Jaden, right? You're looking, looking, looking the slant eight there. He's gonna throw the ball away. But look at Dobbs right here. That's what I'm saying by choice. Turn that freaking thing loose, Jordan. Right here. Take that throw. Step up. Just, I mean, you ain't got to step up. Just take that throw. You see Dobbs breaking his route off. And immediately Jordan, for whatever reason, he's done this several times this year. He tries to come to the backside, right? And there's nothing there. So he's just got to chuck it away. Got to live to play another down. I like the throw away. Don't try to force it, but, man, you had Dobbs there. You've got to be able to take that check down. That was, that was a tough look. All right, third and two, 11-gun doubles, strong left, T-same. We're going RPR, Y-flat, okay? The reason we know it's an RPR, you're going to put the ball in the belly of the running back, okay? So you've got a run, pass, read option, all right? You've got a flat here, okay? You can hand the ball to the running back, right? Or you can read the edge and keep it yourself, all right? RPR, Y flat, ball snapped, just going to hand it off to the running back. I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. You know you got your hat count in the middle. Patrick Taylor does a good job. Let's just pick up the first down. Let's move the sticks. Still got one timeout in your back pocket. All right. One minute left, first and 10 play, down 17-13. 11 gun doubles, spread, strong left, T same, slot Y cross, wolf, which is a corner out combo, and you've got a T swing. All right, so we're going spread. Notice how he's completely detached, he being the Y. That's why I call it 11-gun double spread because you're spread out fairly even across the field. You don't have a nasty split. You got your wide receivers on the outside of the numbers. All right, we're going slot Y cross. Most of the time, you could just call this slot cross because that's a route combinations name. But since it's Y in the slot, I want to specifically say slot Y cross. So with a slot cross concept, cross cross. Backside dig. They love this, right? And then you got corner out out here, which is your wolf concept. So you're going corner out. And then, of course, you got the T swing as a check down, okay? Watch Jordan. This is an out route right here. Bang it in there. Comes out on time. I thought he was off with off of this timing originally. He wasn't off with of this timing. It's just a placement of the pass. This is what we're talking about by Jordan Love not being accurate. You got to put that thing on the sidelines. Yeah, like your your hips are open with you being Romeo Dobbs. Your hips are open. You're going to the sideline, catch the ball, try to pick up the first down, toe tap, get out of bounds. Instead, he's having a stop, and you're throwing the ball on the inside shoulder towards the defender's side. Again, Romeo Dobbs needs to catch this pass. Horrible placement by Jordan Love. Horrible placement. That's why it was a tweener catch. He's trying to get out of bounds, stop the clock, and doesn't even secure the catch. I know people blame Romeo Dobbs. Many of the people that were arguing for Jordan Love in this game were simply saying, well, look at all the drops they had. Look at all the drops they had. I got it. There was drops, but you can't can't deny the fact that that ball was not in the right place. That's the slot inaccuracies we're talking about. All right. 11 gun, double spread, strong left, T same, all curls, T leak. What's that mean? Let's see here. We're going all curls. Curl, 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 curl. I don't mind this route combination or route concept. Passing concept, I should say. T same, and of course the T is just going to leak. But I don't mind this because all game long you have been kind of setting this up, right? He's going to try to go to the Y. As you see, Musgrave breaks right there. Ball comes out on time, right? But look at where the ball's at. It's off the mark to the right. Look, at I mean, you see Musgrave is having to fall down trying to catch it. Granted, it hits his hands. you got to catch that pass. But just like the play before, there was inaccuracy on the throw. It's not all on Luke Musgrave. You're lucky that wasn't picked, right? Now you're in third and 10, 51 seconds left. You've got one timeout. Right here, guys, this is two downs. This is two down territory, all right? Your back is against the wall. The chances of you converting on a third and 10 are very, very slim, right? Well under twenty percent, in my opinion. So you got to you got to look to check it down and play for a fourth down. You got a timeout you can use. Come out in eleven gun, double spread, strong left T weak Z fly Y curl slot cross T leak. All right, let's talk about what it means Z. Let's identify the Z. Your tight ends right here. That makes Christian Watson the Z. Okay, so it's going to be a Z fly down the sideline. Okay, just a go route. You're going to have a Y curl, give an underneath option, and you're going to have slot cross. We just talked about that slot, cross with the backside dig, and the T is going to leak out after he chips. All right? Let's watch the play. I want you guys to key in on something right here. You'll know what it means in a minute. You see that circle? That's Coach Matt LaFleur. All right? They've been running a lot of cover two all game long. They ran a lot of cover two zone. They ran a lot of Tampa two. Right? So when you run Tampa two, typically what happens is you're going to have a one-on-one matchup. Right on the on the boundary. Once you clear the underneath, you got one on one with the safety. If you want to hit a whole shot, it's more or less a one-on-one with the underneath coverage. Right. But in this case, they've been showing that to watch watch Matt LaFleur here, guys. Let me clear it off. Again, it's gonna move as we go, but watch Matt LaFleur right here. Keep your eye on him. Keep your eye on him. Look at him jumping. Throw to Christian for God's sakes. Christian's wide open. You don't see it right here, but look. That guy squats. Look at the DB how he squats. What I want you to watch is the rotation. See the safety spin. So this guy has to cover Christian deep. I don't know if it's a blown coverage or what. Well, obviously it had to be a blown coverage. See him squat right there. He's not full speed. Full head of steam. Right here, Jordan's got to see that. And he's got to know I'm giving Christian Watson a shot right here. Because right here is when. Christian Watson throws his hand up. And people are saying, well, look, he's getting pressured. He's getting pressured. This is the freaking NFL. you got to step up and turn that thing loose. Turn it loose. Right now, it's computing with Matt LaFleur. Throw the ball. Now, you could say, yeah, he's having a scramble. But if he steps up and just turns that thing loose, you got a touchdown. Instead, we're looking to scramble. Puts the ball in his left hand. I'm going to say it again. Puts the ball in his left hand. Rose out, has to come back, reset, and just throws a lollipop. Way too late. Way too late. And I know Christian Watson got crucified for not batting the ball down and this and that. You got to also understand, look at his momentum too, man. Look at his momentum. He's fading backwards, and the ball is under. He's not expecting that ball under thrown, right? So his momentum is taking him backwards. And, of course, that's the pick to end the game. I don't think it was pass interference. I think they were both grabbing, you'll see, on this other angle here. But, again, here's here's what I want you to key in on. Look at Christian. Imagine, remember, remember what Jordan Love is seeing here, okay? pressure is hitting right now. Now, step up and just fling that thing. When you see this as far as foot placement on a DB, you turn that thing loose. Turn it loose. Look at Matt LaFleur. Please throw the freaking ball. He's got him beat. The guy recovers by now. Then there's a little lollipop. Right here, they're saying it should be pass interference. Both guys, you can't call pass interference here. Both guys' eyes are towards the ball. That's what the official's seeing. Okay, they're playing the ball. They're both, they both have their hands on each other, right? It's the game on the line. Let them play it out. And Christian Watson, again, just fading backwards. Good pick. If that ball squirts through right there, by the way, if that squirts through and somehow Christian Watson catches it, oh my God. I'm hitting my head on the ceiling fan. Whew. Tough, man. Tough way to end the game, dude. Third interception of the day. That one I don't as much fault Jordan for the decision. You're giving your guy a chance. But then again, you gotta, you gotta take the check down. You gotta throw that go when he breaks open and take the hit. We haven't seen Jordan take a big hit yet this year, right? Because he scrambles before he takes the hit. Step up, let that thing, turn that thing loose and give Christian Watson the opportunity to catch it while he's running free instead of waiting and lollipopping it, right? So that's how the game ends. That was tough. We're at almost two hours. Holy cow. I knew it was going to be long. I kept telling Jacob and Tim this, you probably don't want to sit in on this one because it is going to take freaking forever, all right? But here we are. So we made it through. I don't know how there's anybody in here watching, but really, really appreciate you guys. I want to give everybody a shout out in the comments. Carly Ray, finally, I've been waiting for this one. I hope you had some time because we went almost two hours. It's crazy. Um, Goose, i to highlight this in the chat. Let's just go through the chat real quick. There's not many of them. Uh, the blocking scheme has not been helping the line. Um, let's see. Freeze, uh, freeze things. Thing, the game, I was absolutely screaming at Matt LaFleur because this is asking way too much. Completely agree. I'm sure you're talking about the SIFs and what they're asking everybody to do. Boz in the chat says, sorry, I'm late. Glad I caught this one. Hey Amen. Glad to have you, buddy. Uh, so Turtles in the chat said, great show. Uh, Clayton, oh, with Baz and Clayton. Yeah, man, that was a lot of fun. Appreciate you uh, checking that out. Love Baz. Love the work. Dude is absolutely awesome. Um, let's see here. Uh, Ken in the chat said, love doesn't work to sell play fakes either um he's already got his eyes downfield and makes a cursory effort play action only works if they bite on the fake love love looks nervous he looks and rightfully so man Ken, you know i mean like i completely agree with what you're saying i think you're you're seeing it correctly um but man when you have to turn your back completely to the line of scrimmage and then come back around find your side adjustments and you got defenders in your face it's, it's not comfortable it's why aaron Rodgers, man aaron Rodgers is as veteran as they get he didn't like doing it right um so turtles in the chat said he used to pump fake a lot at utah you would think he would have evolved from that um i didn't watch much of his utah tape to be honest turtle but uh, i I definitely trust your judgment there he also said i do not like nixon in the slot he is terrible in coverage same situation with royce newman very similar situation there gotta you gotta put players in a position to win I was excited to see what Keyshawn was going to do in the slot. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I knew that going into the season, not saying you are, um, but I definitely, you know, I I was excited to see what he could do. It's not worked out well. It really hasn't. There's no doubt about that. Um, Let's see here. Steve in the chat said, Brett Farr started out two and three. Roger started out two and three and now Love starting out two and three. Hmm, what a trend. What's the odds of this? Hey, we got to give him time too. You know, the three interception game, Steve, is what bothered me. And then I go back and see the statistics and, like, Aaron Rodgers had two games his rookie year where he threw three interceptions, right? So I've got to pump the brakes, right? i got to pump the brakes uh, for sure. Let's see. ROKB said, I said the same thing watching Watson. Uh, He would have scored uh, if he kept running to the corner of the end zone. Yeah, he took a bad angle on that 70-yarder. But, again, it's hard to argue, right, when you get a 70-yarder, get inside the 20, you should be able to score there, right? You would think so anyway. Uh, Eric Sutherland, better late than never, buddy. Better late than never. Um, He says, so it's not coaching. Our players just suck, so I'm blaming Goot. (laughs) Oh, man, that's quite the reaction, Eric. Um, On different days of the week, I have that same reaction. One day I'm blaming Goot. The next day I'm blaming the coaches. The next day I'm blaming the players. I think the answer to the question is um, there's enough blame to go around, right? So uh, Paul Robertson in the chat, something really interesting would be Uh, how a tally of how many bad plays the offense runs on a per-game basis. I think it would be very, very interesting. But, Paul, I have no interest in doing it because I know it's going to make me extremely angry. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, man, there were a ton in that game. There's no doubt about it. Um, All right. And then uh, Stephen Smith in the chat said, like Lombardi said, too late. (laughs) All right, so there you go, guys. Uh, Guys and gals, that was your chalk talk for the Raiders game. It's why it took so long to get it out. It's because there were many of those plays I could have cut out. When I originally started chalk talk, I wanted to just do five plays, the five key plays in the game. But watching that game, it was like, man, there are way too many key moments. I wanted to make sure we pointed out how the offense sputtered and the defense kept standing tall. The defense kept standing tall. I'm tired of people completely slandering the defense, even when they have a good game. You know, people saying that, well, they should, it's the Raiders. You shouldn't give up 17 points. Okay. I got you. But how many times did the offense put their back against the wall and they stood tall and the special teams with the block field goal, um, you know, this loss goes on everybody, but it goes more on the offense than everyone else. Uh, But again, it's a team sport, right? It's the ultimate team sport. So uh tough one, but I'm glad we got it behind us. Uh, we're going to be putting out more content this week. We're going to keep rolling out, even though it's a bye week. We're going to try to do some old school stuff too. We'll be back for Packers Total Access Live tomorrow night. So make sure you tune in for that. For the people that are coming over from Baz's channel, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Hit like, subscribe. Um, if you like Baz's content, our content is in no way, shape, or form anywhere close to his quality content, but – we bring the same type of mentality in a positive look at the Packers and just trying to figure out what's wrong as opposed to fire everybody. Right. And absolutely a huge fan of, of Baz's work. Bacereski production is one of my favorite YouTube channels. He always has just excellent content. Definitely one of my go-tos during training camp. He does a great job with that. So everybody really appreciate you hanging out with us in the chat. For those of you listening on the pod, sorry it's so long, but we had to cover everything. If you see it, you gotta say it. That's the motto here, just like Michael Lombardi, just like Greg Cell says. So uh really, really appreciate everybody hanging out. For those of you on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back up. The
0: power sweep actually is the it's the lead play on in our, in our offense. to tackle, the defensive end. If he's over. You drive down the first man who is inside. We pull back and get him take the first man outside the offense. No one shows. You go right by them and feel this side. Right. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. So look at this play where we'll we're trying to get a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.